much. This evening we go straight to the business of the day. And I'm believe, believing God with all my heart and with all my strength. You know, one thing that comes with coming to preach is that it is demanded of us to be well prepared. But beyond the preparation, according to scripture, it's a preparation of the heart is of man, but the answer of the tongue belongs to the Lord. He said, the horse is made ready for battle, but victory belongs to the Lord. It is your duty to prepare. It is God to approve your preparation with signs and wonders. I did well within my strength and capacity and available time to be prepared for us this evening. And my prayer is that God will approve it with signs and wonders in Jesus' name. Um, if you paid attention on Sunday, how many of us were in church on Sunday? How many of us were around on Sunday, this Sunday, the past? Anybody around? If you paid very close attention to the provision of heaven for this season, I would expect that anybody that is well above 10 years of age should know that that message, that instructive message, is a critical requirement, a very major requirement, inevitable requirement, to pull through these very seemingly difficult, challenging times that we have either found ourselves as a nation or the entire planet. I need you to please be deliberate with your attention this evening because I took my very good personal time to think through the message of Sunday. Well, by way of um, asking us if you can recall, how many of us remember the title of the message on Sunday? How many of us can recall? The title, anybody in this auditorium? Crown us with thy loving kindness. Pardon me to ask, is there anybody listening to me right now, either physically present or online, who would say it does not need such a crown of loving kindness? Anybody like that? I don't need God to crown me with any loving kindness. Nobody. Now, as I take you through this evening in the next 45 minutes, I would do well to, you know, explain certain things that are very, very practical. I would do well also to demystify some of your erroneous beliefs. I would do well also to clarify a number of things. Because we need to absorb and admit that when God seems to have made up his mind, to change our story and testimonies, it also comes with its own responsibilities and condition, true or false. Are you familiar with what I've just said in the scripture? If you have read the Bible very well in Deuteronomy 28, one of the scriptures that seems to clearly explain the promises of God in a manner that it is unbelievable. If all of those things you read in Deuteronomy 28 from verse 1 to 15 would happen in your life, you'll be the best and the most fulfilled human being on earth. But if you read that scripture very well, you would observe that for all of those blessings, blessings shall be in the field, blessings shall be in the store, blessings shall your children be, you shall be the head and not the tail. If you read through all those promises, they just don't happen without fulfillment of certain conditions. And so our responsibility is not to be bothered about the promises. Our responsibility is to obey the conditions. And this evening, I'm going to do my best to explain certain conditions that I believe will drive home the message of Sunday. And I want you to please 
look at a version of the Bible because I'm going to replace the word loving kindness there with the word favor. Is that a good word? I'm going to replace the because if you read it in the New American Standard Version, which is on my slide, it replaced the word loving kindness there with favor. So this evening, in continuation of the instruction the man of God gave us on Sunday, I have titled the delivery this evening to be what? Can I have my slide up quickly? Favor. Pay attention to that. Favor. Remedy for what? Speed. Favor. Remedy for what? Speed. The new, the American Standard Version of Psalm 103 verse 4 says, who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee? That is not the New American Standard Version. Please, the New American Version that gave you favor. New American Standard Version. Favor was the choice of word in replacement for loving kindness. Because in, in, in expression or in definition of the word loving kindness, it literally means favor also. Loving kindness can as well be a synonym of favor. But for us to be able to understand the import of that message, I need us to read Ecclesiastes chapter 3 from verse 1 very quickly. Ecclesiastes chapter 1. I want us to please pay attention to the reading of the word this evening. So everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, to be seated here, means you have, you have fulfilled that time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. If the Bible you are reading is your own, and maybe it's the hard copy Bible, underline the word, a time to pluck what is planted. Meaning you are not entitled to pluck if you have not planted. Now listen again. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down. So if you feel down right now, Take courage to understand that it's just for a while. A time to build up is also coming. A time to weep. If you feel sad and you are weeping in a form, know that it is temporary. Because why? A time to what? Laugh is also coming. A time to mourn. A time to dance. A time to cast away stones. And a time to gather stones. A time to embrace a friend. And a time to refrain from embracing. <laughs> a time to gain. And a time that you might lose. A time to keep. A time to throw away. I will pause there. And I will ask every one of us listening just one question. Of all the time you have read from verse 1 to verse 6. What is one common denominator in the whole of that reading? What? Time. I 
realize that, pay attention to this statement, I realize that if you remove time out of the journey of mankind, nobody will be under pressure for anything, true or false. For instance, there will be no relevance of the subject loving kindness. If everybody seated here, number one, will never die. If everybody seated here today, number two, you can never fail. If everybody seated here this evening, you know it from the depth of your heart that if it's about marriage, you will get married. If you remove time from the equation of man and the journey of man, Man will have no pressure of anything. There will be no competition. There will be no comparison. There will be no hastiness. There will be no running around. Everybody will just live life in an endless, lawless, fashionable manner. No, you need to reflect on that. So the real issue in our lives is not much of what we want to become. It's the impact of time on what we want to become. The impact of time. So, for example, if it was programmed in my destiny to be a professional basketballer and I did not know that I was supposed to be a professional basketballer and right now I am almost 50. Can someone please help me? Can I ever be a professional basketballer again in my entire life? Eh? No. Why? The part of my life that has the potential to be a basketballer, has it been removed? Has it been removed? No, 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 no. The part of my life that should be a basketballer has not been removed in the destiny story. The only thing that has stopped me from achieving it now is what? I have outgrown it by the reason of the force of time. So, if as I seated in this auditorium when I came in, I saw a lot of young lads. Some of them are seated here, young, 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 young people. And I looked at myself. No matter how much I aspire to be by faith, or by revelation of the Holy Spirit, or by the descending of the angels of God, I can never be as young as any of these children again. True or false? Every desire is captured within a time frame. Every dream and vision is captured within a time frame. Listen to this truth that Jesus told us. I'm going on to that same subject. He said, walk while it is day. Have you seen that in the Bible before? Walk while it is day. Pay attention, saints of God. Why? Because the night will come. Not because you don't want to walk or you cannot walk. But the time of night has come. Some of you seated here, you are in the early morning of life, you are in the afternoon, some are already approaching night. One of the things I've observed about elderly people that tend to stun me for elderly ones that I see on the street, looking a little bit unkept. The question I've asked myself that when they were young, did they have dreams and visions and aspirations to end up this way? The answer is no. I have seen a lot of single ladies that are over 55 and I would ask myself when she was 16, did she ever have a desire to be married? The answer is yes. Saints of God, what we heard on Sunday is a provision of heaven to help somebody's story who seems to be thinking, thinking in his head. 
time is gone. I can't do much again. Or so always thinking in his mind, can this old dream of mine ever become a reality again? I have good news for you. If you understand the workings of loving kindness, saints of God, for everything that God has in mind for you to accomplish, even if it's one hour left, and loving kindness visits your life, you will accomplish it. Okay, so let me give an example. Let me give an example. Someone that has been trusting God for fruit of the womb for almost 25 years. And she's already 48. And eventually she took in. Let's be honest here. A very uh, uh, practical illustration. Eventually she took in at the age of 48. And she gave birth to triplets. What do you think happened there? Ordinarily, it will usually take nine months to have one. Am I correct? So, if God gave the person three, how many months did God collapse? <laughs> that means God collapsed nine months, nine months, and I know that if you give birth after nine months, you are likely not to give birth the following nine months. When favor of heaven visits you, it will collapse time to your advantage. Are you following me here, saints of God? I don't know what lie the devil has told you. I don't know what kind of whispers you hear in the middle of the night. That listen to the way you usually whisper it in my own ear. Listen to the way what the devil, you know, don't deceive yourself. Someone said, I've never heard God. I said, Really? He said, Have you heard the devil? He said, Yes. You have heard the devil before. So if you have heard the devil before and you have not heard God, uh, how, do you, how do you arrange that? This is what he whispers to my own ear. So when I heard the message on Sunday, it came as the ultimate remedy to hold the volumes of lies of the enemy. This is what he whispered to me. You know what he whispered to me? He would say, Steve, <laughs> in Yoruba, okay, Steve, you know, you started January with such expectations, so much aspiration, so much zeal, so much desire. Ah, there are 2021, our year of yeah, I mean, of us, I mean, can I have a witness here? Can, can I sincerely have a witness? Don't leave me alone here, please. Generally, we started off with such zest and enthusiasm and clarity like by now certain things should have been fulfilled. Am I correct here? Uh, please now help me a little. And lo and behold, we are in September. And the enemy, very good. You know, one of the ultimate sophisticated weapons of the enemy is deceit. And he will show up and say, this is how it will go. It will, the year will, you know, let me tell you what they will do to you in church. By the time you are approaching October, they will tell you, God is the God of last chance. I mean, what's that? Well, no, not last chance. Um, 11th hour. And you know what? Because I'm a man of faith, I will say, you are a liar. My timing is in the hand of God. How we tell him, no, it doesn't work that way. As a matter of fact, some of us have graduated our face to a point where we will tell the devil, even if God does not come true for me, I'm still a child of God. It doesn't matter. But when I heard the man of God on Sunday, you know, be careful. Be careful about what you accept. Unconsciously, you accept defeat unknowingly. You settle for the defeat because you don't have the mechanism and the wherewithal to fight again. When the message came on Sunday, it came as an instruction and a cure, a remedy. To all the lies, the, the lies and deceits of the wicked. 
And then I said to myself, what is it about this loving kindness? So let me ask the first question that we, bo- that we bust your bubble. If I were to ask you to define favor, how would you define favor? I really, I really need you to help me here. If I were to give you the mic right now and I said define favor, how would you define favor? Anybody please, thank you. Help me, help me, help me. Time is running out because we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. A very long way to go. Anybody can define. You must have heard the word favor before and you made an attempt to define it. Anybody here wants to define favor? Ah, nobody. Okay, thank you. Ah, write it where? Write it where? Say it here. Say it louder. Pogbao. Pogbao. Don't clap, oh. To my own understanding, yes, your understanding. Unmerited advantage. Thank you, thank you. Is that correct? To an extent, correct, but not totally the truth. Any other person with a trial? What is favor? Okay, it's our interactive Bible study. Favor could also be defined as an act of kindness. An act of kindness. Yes. An act of kindness. Yeah, favor is an act of kindness, correct? Kimi, I feel favor is divine help. Yeah, it's correct also, but not completely correct. All right. Let me ask. Do you need to work for favor? Do you have a part to play to be favored? Do you have a part to play? For instance, the grace of God, as we define it, is the unmerited. As grace of God is defined as unmerited favor. Am I correct? Meaning, it is you were not qualified. They just gave you. Do you have a part to play to get wisdom? Is that correct? Do you have a part to play to get favor? To be favored? If it's yes, can I see your hand up? If it's no, can I see your hand up? No, you said no. I have puzzled and I've asked a question. A lazy man, can a lazy man enjoy favor? A man who does nothing, can a lazy man be favored? You know, a lot of questions I'm asking now. Is there a difference between favor and luck? One of the, one of the time God is Friday, I think we, we, we treated the subject of luck. Is there a difference between favor and luck? You know, it's interactive Bible study. And we should really blow our mind up. We should go back and think and reflect. Have you heard the word luck before? Have you heard somebody say, I was lucky? Have you heard it word before? Have you heard somebody say, I think I have bad luck? Have you heard that word before? Is there a difference between favor and luck? Are they the same? Are they the same? So, what is luck? Ha. Huh. This is the house of God. Though. Have you read the scripture in 2 Chronicles 15 verse 3? That said there are three things that must be present in every church. 2 Chronicles 3, 15. 2 Chronicles 15 verse 3. Three things must be present in every good church. Alright? The first one is that there must be the expression of God. Second, there must be a teaching priest. Remember that scripture? A teaching priest. Then if you read 
Jeremiah 3, 15. He said, I will give you a shepherd after my heart. I will teach you. Is that correct? Let me now ask you a very question different from what I've been asking. Whose responsibility is it to determine where they will sow him? Is it the sower or the seed? Who decides where it is sown? The seed or the sower? So, it is God that knows what you need and it will determine the kind of food he will offer you. It is not for you to say, no, I don't want to eat this one that God is bringing. So, if God brought a word like this to us on Sunday, it's because he knows that you as a seed to flourish, you will need to understand this word. Because some people will take the seed, they will produce 30, some will produce 60, some will produce 100. Now, you have asked that favor, what is luck? How many of us are lucky here? Lucky people. How many of us are full of luck here? You know, some people play luck with Baba Jebu. Can you go and do Baba Jebu and say I was favored? What's Baba Jebu say? Beth Ninja. And you won. Say, yeah! I was favored. Okay, so let's define favor from dictionary. What's favor? And we define luck. Then when we are done with defining luck, then we will not go to understand that. Favor is a whole lot of responsibility on your shoulder to attract it. What is favor? Can I have the definition of favor? Look at favor from the dictionary. An act of kindness beyond what is due or unusual. What is due, this is from the dictionary, not Bible definition, no. Due or unusual. That is what? Favor. An act of kindness beyond what is due, beyond what is due or unusual. Let us define luck. What is luck? Success or failure apparently brought by chance rather than true one's own what? Does this define luck? Yes. Let me tell you the truth here. A lazy man cannot be favored. Write it down and put my name there that Steve said it. A lazy man cannot be what? Favored. A lazy man can be lucky. A lazy man can be lucky. Now listen, there is nothing like bad favor, but there can be what? Bad luck. Is that correct here? Is that correct? Now listen to another truth about these two words. Because we are living in a generation for everything that looks like responsibility, they will run away from it. Now, the another difference between favor and luck, if you understand the working of favor, you can repeat it. But you cannot repeat luck. Am I correct here? So, the whole essence of what I'm trying to say, don't let your mind or your life be built around a desire for luck. If you understand the workings of favor this evening, you will be able to duplicate favor continuously in your life. How do I know that favor is not just something that drops on your lap? Have you read something in Proverbs chapter 13 before? Let us read Proverbs 13 quickly. Proverbs 13. So that we can understand that Proverbs 13, 15. That favor. That when you read Proverbs 13, 15. Listen to what it said there. It said good understanding. That's what? Good what? If you were to put it in a layman literal statement. It would mean the more you understand this thing. Favor is attracted towards you. But look at the next line. Because there are two true, true mothers there. One, one give battle. Understanding give battle to favor. But, but the way of what? Unfaithful is hard. So every hardship is traceable to unfaithfulness. Every favor is a function of what? 
understanding. If your life is hard, now let me say something here. Let me say something here. If you check it in another version, the word unfaithful there is not what you will see if you are using the Bible. You will see the word transgression. Transgression is a derivative of the word sin. Now, there are two things in the Bible that give birth to the same children. One is ignorance. The consequence of ignorance is what? Death. My people perish for lack of what? Knowledge. The consequence of sin also is what? Is death. So, hardship is a function of transgression or ignorance. So, if your life is void of favor, understanding is not sufficient. So, you need to learn. Favor is not magical. Favor is not mystical. Favor is learned. And so I go further. We need to learn the workings of favor. There are two levels of favor in life. The first one is the favor of God. The second one, the favor of men. If God favors you and men say no, it will remain unmanifest. It will be in the heavens of the heavens, but it will not manifest on earth. How do I know that? Psalm 115. Can we read Psalm 115? Now, I want us to learn this thing. So that you understand that the prophetic word, a prophetic instruction on Wednesday, on Sunday, is not a word to feel, make you feel good. It's something to go and sit down, knowing that understanding will increase favor in your life. Maybe I should even pause. No, let me pause and say this. Let us look at the five benefits of a favored life. For example, listen to this. Why do I need to be favored anyway? If you ever met a very hard-working man, a very hard-working man, intelligent man with good degrees, good qualification in life, at best, such a man will make progress in his life. At best, he will make progress in his life. But you know what will be the problem of such a man? Is that some progress will not work with timing. Time can cheat on a man who is very hardworking. So, for example, we listen to a man called Peter in the Bible. Bible told us that Peter very hardworking, very diligent. He walked all night and caught nothing. Some people have went, they went out this morning till now. They, they didn't earn a dime. They are not lazy. Oh. They are not lazy. So, it is not a consistent guarantee that because you are working very hard or you are working very well that we hang. It's not a consistent guarantee. If not, an average Nigeria is, is a workaholic. I remember when I was working with Zenith Insurance. Wake up time was 4.45 a.m. Because the staff bus will leave 5, 5.30 or thereabouts. So now imagine you wake up 4.45 and you join staff bus 5.30. And then you get to the office around 6, there about, 6.30, there about. And we will sleep for a while. And then everybody starts business of the day for, for um, around 8 o'clock. The driver that drove the bus to come and pick us lives at Songo. Picture it. What time did he wake up, put himself together to carry the bus, probably by 4 a.m., and go around and pick everybody? And you know the truth? The man will drop all of us sometimes at Ojoju. Around 9, 10. He will yet go back to that same song go because it's someone I knew very well. He will go back to that song go 
Lagosians, we should give it to you. We are working hard. But honestly, you are only making minimal progress. And the unfortunate dimension to it is that day we come, day we go. You are getting older. The stress is increasing. High blood pressure is changing. You cannot go too far without some exceptional dose of favor to push you further. And this thing we have just been told, Proverbs 13, that it comes with understanding how it works. That's what separates it from luck. Let's look at five benefits of favor. Maybe it will resonate in some of you's hearts. And then you will desire to say, ah, no wonder. You know what? The, the one thing life dealt with me that I never understood how it came about was how suddenly all of a sudden from nowhere, gray hair started to come out of my head. If someone ever told me that at this stage that we have so much gray hair, because gray hair should match accomplishments. Oh, okay. Gray hair should match accomplishments. Because a child is known by his strength. The youth is known by their strength. The gray hair is the reflection of wisdom. Wisdom gathers prosperity. So when I heard the message on Sunday, I said, oh, shesh, yemini, we'll get here. Have you heard this gist on TikTok? They don't slap eyewitness. Eyewitness in your eye, Have you seen it on TikTok? No, you don't watch TikTok. Favor is one of the guaranteed ways to succeed in life. Jesus could not have gone far. Look to. He said, and Jesus grew in what? Jesus grew in stature. Jesus grew in what? Wisdom. In favor with God and man. I can tell you free of charge. That man would not have made a great huge success in his ministry without the touch of favor. Okay, so for instance, he was going to Jerusalem to go, to, go to, to announce himself. And he told them, go and bring donkey. Imagine the owner of the donkey said no. He said, go and bring that donkey and now I want to use it. Imagine the owner of the donkey said, no, 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 you can't use my donkey. Oh, I know what you will think. He will look for another donkey. The, the timing in which he's looking for another donkey, time is going. Some of us, the things you are looking for, you will find. Eh? You will find. But in the process of, of looking for it, time is also going. But you know what favor can do? If you say that I'm looking for it, they just bring it to you. That's, for example, a very clear illustration. You are going to Ojota. You are going to Ojota. You know you can trek to Ojota. And it can take you about 20 minutes to get to Ojota. Imagine you stepped out of that door and you met a friend with a car. Who is going to Ojota? How many minutes drive from here to Ojota? In less than 3 minutes you get to Ojota without traffic. What that guy did for you so save you time. 15 minutes. If you remove 3 minutes from 15 minutes, how much time did it save you? Be honest with yourself. You don't have so much time again to see the vision and the dreams become a reality. If favor does not visit you, it will remain a wish in your mind. You don't have time. And that's why I took my time to read Ecclesiastes. You don't have time. If you think you can work hard enough to get everything you want, you will grow old before your time. You don't have time. Favor is a guaranteed remedy to solve and fulfill any man's dream. Number two, Benefit of favor. Favor collapses or restores loss of time. I've mentioned that already. You have never been married before and you got married and in your first year of marriage all your friends and colleagues have been married. All of them. Gone. In your first year of marriage you gave back to four children. Didn't God collapse time for you? 
You have never worked before. As a matter of fact, all your friends have been working five years before you got your job. And your first job took you straight to Canada. Did God not collapse time for you? Do you think that is hard work? It's exceptional flow of favor. Saints of God, if you don't take this message seriously, don't blame anybody for your stress, for your distress, for your difficult life or hard life. We can't make it too far without a dose of favor. Number three benefits of favor. All blessings come from God. You remember that scripture? All good and perfect gifts come from God. True men to men. God willing to bless you, but he needs a man to reach you. You know, I said something earlier. I said there are two levels of favor. Favor with God and favor with men. And I'm going to zoom in on the second which is with men. Number four, favor would appear like life is unfair. Have you heard these statements before? Life is unfair. Anybody ever said before, life is not fair. The day you ever use that sentence, what you are literally saying is that some people are more favored. Believe me, is life fair? Answer the question, is life really fair? Going by your calculation, permutation, and projection, and your trajectory, is this where you should be? Some of your mates have gone ahead though. Life, they say, is not fair. What makes it unfair is the recipe called favor. There are two levels of favor. And my focus this evening will be the favor of men. God favors all of us. By reason of repentance and the life is given us, for you to be allowed this morning is the favor from God. Because a friend of mine went to the clinic in America two weeks ago, a young lady, 44 years old, and she went to see her doctor, and the doctor told her to her face, you have three months to go. And she put a call through to me midnight. Said, Pastor Steve, said, I have three months to go. I've known that when I was in 200 level. He said, what do you have to say? I said, look, the doctor have just said what they know. Men don't live by functioning liver. There are those whose liver are functioning and they are gone. Men don't live by oxygen. There are those who put oxygen in their nose tree and they are gone. Men don't live by the things doctors say that make this us life. Have you walked on the street and seen a madman drink water from the pit? Why is he not dead? All these things that you think keeps you alive is not what keeps you alive. The Bible said in Psalm 3, we sleep, we are wicked because his spirit sustains us. Madam, leave what they have said. Tomorrow morning you will greet me again. Next tomorrow you will greet me. And today she has called me. She's still alive. And I can tell you, by six months, she will still be alive. Because kidney is not the source of life. Heart is not the source of life. Blood is not the source of life. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. God is the source of life. So God has favored all of us. But can I say to us from understanding... The real problem with the favor of ever manifesting in our life is this. Listen to this. Write it down. Every human being that I've met, very few of them knows the value of another human being. Honestly, we underestimate the power of man. Write this down. Who likes you in this life matters to the quality of your life. I don't think you heard me. Who likes you matters to the quality of your life. Whoever hates you, if if the number of those who hate you are more than those who like you, there is a likelihood that life will be rough. Men must like you. So I give example. 
What gave Joseph an uncommon comfort in a difficult phase of his life was the likeness of who? Mr. Potiphar. And if you study that story, the Bible said God favored Joseph and Potiphar favored him. If you study it in Abraham also, God favored Abraham and the kings of the earth favored him. If you study it, in fact, the word of Moses was very amazing. Pharaoh favored him, the land favored him, and the slaves favored him. Who likes you matters a lot in life. Let this statement stay somewhere here so you would understand that the person sitting to you can be the next key to your favor. One of these days, the man of God shared a message with us. And I remember that I went somewhere to like an exhortation. And I remember that um, the man of God said four things that can attract I think they attract the heart of men towards you. Four things. It was an evening service like this. He said tax. Anybody remember tax? Win some. Entreat. Remember that teaching? What was the last one? Candle. Remember that, those four things he mentioned? Would you believe that if you would ever attract favor in the direction of your life, believe me, those four keys would have to be permanently reflecting in you. What's the first one he said? Tact. Tact is your ability to be sensible. Now, so, I have employed someone. I employed three people. I employed Mr. Mr. Um, um, awesome. I employed uh, Ambassador. And maybe I employed Minister Collins. As my staff. They would all form a relationship around me. But you know what? By natural default, as human, I'll be drawn towards the one that tends to speak more sensibly, true or false. I'll be drawn towards the one that tends to speak more sensibly. Now, am I discriminatory in nature? No. Whose responsibility to improve on the ability to speak sense? Me? You. I have the three of them, and I'm favoring the one that speaks more sensibly. By default, meaning the other two will not enjoy saying the same favor. So, favor is not in your direction because your speech is very nonsense. You know, honestly, tonight, common sense will help you to enjoy the benefit of the message of Sunday. A good talking mouth. As a matter of fact, one of the recommendations of James is don't be quick to talk. Be slow to talk. So if you are not, if you are in a community of people and you think no one is paying attention to you, perhaps you should check what you say. What you say, does it make sense even to you? He said again, and that's, this, this I've just said is just by the wayside. He said there's something called entreat. Have you heard the word before entreat? He said what is entreat? Entreat is the ability to persuade a man to take a decision he wants you to take voluntarily. It's not the same thing as begging. His ability to persuade someone to say, can you do this in this way? The way and manner you make someone do something is called what? Entreat. Some of you, your boss cannot call you at all the hour of the night because as a matter of fact, your phone will ring like 10 times before you pick it. Now, 
when you now pick the phone and he gives the instruction, you will not say, eh, I don't know if I can do it. So, can I tell you the truth? That man will never be drawn to you to give you any major benefit again in his life. Okay, so your boss is in a, is in a very funny mood. And all you can do is to go and tell your co-staff. Kilosh your guy. The unfortunate thing is that you assume nobody's hearing. If you have studied Bible well enough, he said even the walls have ears and treats. He now used another way. He said winsome. Winsome is not bribery. Winsome is the ability to know how to get something from someone. In the most appealing manner. True or false? True. You can't apply these four things. The other one is candor. Don't give false flattery. Be honest. You can't apply these four things in an environment of a work. And favor will not be drawn towards you. Now, so let's ask the question again. Do you, do you have something to do to get favor? Do you have a responsibility? I have added extra three things to those things. He taught us on that day. I'm using them because my anger level has dropped. Because you can't be a moving bombshell and accept people to, to show you favor. Say, Nasomi Abio are the only verse in here. You are pushing the hand of favor far away from you. I will give you my own three reasons, three ways to attract favor. Number one. Be a man of value. You know what value is? You know money is also a product of something. Money is a product of true riches. Money itself is a product. Be a person of value. Meaning you are a solution-oriented individual. If I know someone who can solve my problem all the time, honestly the truth, by natural default, I'll be drawn towards the person. True or false? Some of us sitting here right now. Every site of responsibility, every site of hard work is a language of grumbling. You just start to grumble. Mm -hmm. They are sending me on error now. No. You are not adding value. Be valuable. Number two. Integrity. When I got to this part of explaining integrity, I took a personal reflection on myself because the nature of my job can be very reputational threatening. The job I do, if you are not careful, you will misjudge me to be a man of no integrity because of the job. But I've done well to tell myself, you can't judge me exactly only by what I do. You can't use that as a matrix for me. The things I do are not solely controlled by me. There are other variables that control what I do. But you should judge me by my good intention. Have you ever told someone, I will give you 20,000 on Wednesday? And that promise was based on someone who also promised to give you maybe 50,000. And Wednesday came, the person didn't fulfill his own promise and you could not fulfill your own. Does that make you someone of no integrity? I want to ask, please answer the question. Does that make you someone of no integrity? Answer now. Do you have integrity? Do you have integrity? But for the other party to know that you have integrity, what are you supposed to do? 
Have you heard the word promise is a debt? Is it true? Is it true promise is a debt? Can you really keep all the debt of promises? So you are constantly in debt. What do you do when you can't keep the promise? Life clients. What? God bless you. Mr. Shema, as simple as what you have said is, most of us have found one thing. You know, there's something called the love assumption. Meaning someone should know that uh, things are not good, things are not bad. It takes a lot of integrity to communicate to someone that, sorry, what I promised you on Wednesday didn't come true. What time do you make that communication? Before or after? Before. Before the incident. So you promised the person on Wednesday. And by Wednesday morning, the money didn't show up. You, you, you will still be assuming in your heart that before close of business, okay, let's even say, for instance, you now call the person that promised you. And the person said, don't worry, before bank close, I will, I will, I will fulfill my own promise. And um, bank close. At what point do you tell the other person, the other party? <laughs> After the banks have closed. my brethren, saints of God, favor is very sweet. Extremely sweet. I have also realized that when it comes to favor with men, every living prayer point we all pray, the solution is in the hand of a man seated beside you. Every prayer. The gap between us and them is the character we demonstrate. I will never be hungry over a man who prefers another man before me. The only reason why that person prefers that I'm not as valuable as that one. I will never be hungry. The day you keep increasing your value in life, favor will be drawn towards you naturally. Are you with me in your sense of God? The day you keep increasing your value, favor will be drawn towards you naturally. Favor of men is when men, listen to that definition, Favor of men is when men are willing to commit their time, resources, credibility, and their clout to make sure you succeed. Favor of men is when men are willing to commit their time, their resources, their credibility, and their clout, meaning the people they also know to succeed. So I read a book recently. The man knows, the man needed to get a job done but he didn't know how to reach the destination. By way of divine arrangement, he met the MD of the company who was supposed to give the job. And he ran to the man and said, I've been trying to reach you. You know what the man did to him? He said, come. He held his hand, took him to the boardroom. He didn't say what to him. He said, sit down. When they were do- he didn't say what in the meeting. When they were done, he said, go home. He told the man to go home. The man was confused. He said, but you didn't say anything about my request. He said, no. If after six months from now you don't prosper, never greet me again. Who can tell me what happened there? (laughs) What happened there? You are talking well. But look at what happened. Imagine you on TV. You just saw me. I'm 
Muhammadu Buhari standing side by side, the president of the country, standing side by side. He didn't say anything to me. You just saw us on TV. The following day, if you see me, what would you ask me? You know what happened to the man after the meeting that evening? Because he didn't even have a car. While he was going home, somebody who saw him in the, in the boardroom said, you were with the chairman. Where are you going? He said, I'm going this way. No, 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 no. Can you follow me? Because I want you to help me tell the chairman something. Human favor is someone who is willing to commit his resources, his reputation, his integrity, his clout around you. But answer this question. Would a man commit his resources, his reputation, his integrity, his time around a man that has no value? No, no, no. Okay, let me bring it home. Let me bring it home. Let me bring it home here to church. This church runs on a lot of resources. Am I correct? Would you think it would be partial of pastor to pay preference to someone in this church whose support of the church is close to 25 million every month? Do you think pastor will... Do, would you call pastor to be partial? If he shows preference to such a person. Eh? No. Why? He's a man of God that should love everybody equally. Why? <laughs> yes, now, to me, I believe people who committed their resources towards the work of God you know should be given honor of course okay so oga oga's that if you feel pastor does not know your name pastor does not even greet you when you're not in church for two weeks pastor does not call you has pastor done anything wrong no has he he has not done anything wrong he has not done anything wrong yes but later you now heard now listen you now heard that someone didn't come to church for three days and pastor picked up his call, picked up, picked up his phone, picked up his phone to say, "How are you? I didn't see you in church. Was that partial? It's not partial. What is it? Because that person that pastor I have not seen for three days, uh-huh. maybe he has he has been constant doing something, or constantly is a valuable person. than person that does not add value to the church. <laughs> I like what you are saying, ambassador. Yes. You know, this, this conversation excuse is me, funny. Excuse me, Pastor. You know, if you want to see Pastor, there's a form that you will fill. If you want to see Pastor, there's a form you fill. Yes, you will write your name. You will write your department. Ambassador, you are, the only, you are the only one holding the mic. Do you think everybody fills form to see Pastor? No, there are some people with priority. Eh? Yes. Yes. Right. Calm down, calm down. Oh, calm down. Sister Shema yes. is raising his hand. We're bringing it home now. We're bringing it home. Excuse me, Pastor. There are some, mem- there are some members. There are some, cho- uh, there are some uh, pastor's friends. Let me ask you a question. Let yeah, me ask you a question. They are member of the church. Uh, 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 ambassador, yeah. <laughs> calm down. I'm with you. Are you aware that in the day last, um, Zacchaeus climbed the tree? Are you aware that it was not just last uh, Zacchaeus that climbed the tree? A lot of people must have been climbing trees before Zacchaeus. Yes. Who can profile Zacchaeus here? What manner of man was Zacchaeus? 
He's a tax collector. <laughs> Not a, in our modern day, Zacchaeus would have been what? He could have been, he could have been Did nice. Zacchaeus invite Jesus to his house? No. Who volunteered to follow Zacchaeus? It's Jesus. What do you think made Zacchaeus hand that kind of favor? He's... Let me see. You. you know what? As a family, as a family, as a family, and we have a father. I've seen some people. Let me even ask this funny, interesting question: Is God a fair God? Is God a fair God? Eh? Mama, give this mama. <laughs> is God a fair God? No, ha, ha. Well, sometimes I think we assume he's a fair God. Sometimes we assume that we think he's a fair God. Let me ask, let me give you an example. An angel appeared to a man of God and said, You will give birth to a child. And the same question Zachariah asked the angel, How am I supposed to give birth to a child? What did God do to Zachariah? He made him dumb. He made him what? He made him mute, dumb. The same angel appeared to a woman. In fact, the introduction he gave the woman is that, oh, thou art highly what? The same question Zachariah asked, that woman asked the same question. What did the angel answer? Huh? Why didn't the angel explain to is God fair? You know where I'm driving this conversation to? And I hope people that are matured amongst us, we know that. There is no benefit being useless in life. You don't attract anything. Even God is drawn to a reliable human being. Let me ask another funny question. The day David saw Goliath, if David had looked at the Goliath, I said, ha! See size. See experience. Eh? And all, after doing all that, he just turned back and went back to his, to his sheep. Do you know God will turn back with him? Are you aware God will also turn back and follow him? Are you aware of that? No, you don't think so. If he had turned back, God will turn back with him and give him grace to accommodate that situation that he turned back. That's depth. He looked at the, the Goliath. God was looking at him. What step would you take? The moment he said, I will kill you. God backed it up instantly. And what? Saints of God. If by now, the leader of this, the head of this church is struggling to identify you, struggling to know you by face. I'm not saying this in a derogatory manner. And I'm not saying it to spite anybody. You are not in any way quite useful. Yeah. It sounds very odd, but if favor is the journey we are walking towards, these are the characteristics that attract favor. The 13th of Proverbs that I said, with understanding you bring favor. But with unfaithfulness, your life will be hard. Unfaithfulness, you will have a hard life. If the father of the, how many of you have, how many of us have more than three, one, more than two children? 
to do you know parents have favorites sometimes amongst children unspoken favorites is that correct do you agree with me mama you have about yeah parents have unspoken favorites children you answer the simple question what draws what makes one favorite the one that obeys your commandment that does what is right and you know there's no way that you won't favor that that one so are you saying that in the same way god and man they react to us in the same vein oh yes i support you now so listen workers meeting is a problem tithe is a problem offering is a problem support is a problem evangelism is a problem the whole of this church all you do is come in enjoy the ac sit down after closing you go home now your daughter now wants to get married and nobody in the church showed up are we wicked Can we favor you? No. <laughs> That's just the truth, Pastor. <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. Favor is a remedy for a qualitative life. If I stepped out of this pulpit now and I walked towards my pastor and I said, Sir, listen to this. Listen to this. And I said, Sir, I just bought a 50 kVA. No. What's the biggest size we can buy of a generator? The one we're using currently is what kVA? Eh? 140. And I said, Pastor, I just bought a 350 kVA generator. Eh? Pay attention, no, it's not partiality. And pastors usually will not visit anybody on Monday. You know, Pastor does not come to office on Monday. And I said, sir, pastor, I have an emergency situation. Can you please help me out on Monday by praying for me? Let me come around. If pastor agrees to let me come around to pray, is it partiality? Calm down, Oga. Oga, calm down. Do you know how long I've been trusting God for generator? It depends on. The message is clear. Our, our father does Ambassador, no, no, wait. We're not having this conversation. Babe, no, no, wait. <laughs> our pastor does not do partiality. He's not a partial man, and you cannot bribe him. If your records are not straight in his presence, pastor will not tell you that he will come home. I will not even accept it. I Thank know you. him. He will not accept you. it. Okay. Okay. Man, Okay, I agree with you. Zacchaeus didn't have a straight record. He was favored now. Listen, let me give you another one. He was favored the woman with the alabaster hoy didn't have a straight record. Yeah. It is negligence for you to see honor and dishonor it. Okay, don't be careless. You can't drag the same door with Dangote. You have short-circuited your favor a little. You can't drag the same door with your senior pastor. Every man recognizes honor because what you honor will favor you. Don't argue with honor. Don't take honor away. Pastor stood there and said, we were in, he didn't even say it. We were in the service. The generator went off. Somebody here has more than that in his account. 
and you are waiting for people to make an appeal to you. Thousands of people have died in the Bible that their favor made them resurrect them. God canceled the death penalty on the life of a king because he was a great man. You know what it means to say, tell a, tell a prophet, go and tell him he's dead, he dead. Before he stepped out, go back and say, Oga, favor is unfair. It's not, a, it's not a thing you judge on merits. Certain things are done to provoke favor. A man called Solomon, one of the examples pastor gave, a man called Solomon slaughtered a thousand sheep and he provoked the uncommon. To get favor, my last and my last suggestion, be a giver. You know what, sir? Mr. Collins, there is a possibility that for all I've said in the past 20 minutes, you didn't hear anything. But even after this service, I stepped down here and I said, Mr. Collins, can I have your account number? And I just transferred 5 million naira to you. You remember the message very well. <laughs> Remain like this. Remain like this. Favor will be closed for long. I am not the author of the Bible that says the gift of a man brings favor in his direction. But you are always telling yourself you don't have enough. And then hardship will continue. My prayer today is that with these little tips, bits and bits and bits of points we are making, your mind will be open to understand that look, if you have to work for everything, this is a statement I caught from this church from one of the first few months I joined. If you have to work for everything you own, you will grow old on time. Favor is the only thing that can collapse the process to your advantage. Favor can collapse the protocol. Are you aware that to go to U.S. Embassy now, there is no date? Are you aware? But can I tell you the truth? Some people are getting dates. In fact, they are getting it and they are selling it. Your limitation... It's an indication that favor has not come that close. I will give you my life. If you can stay on giving alone, try between now and end of the year, you'll see the awesome change in the direction of favor that will come towards you. Giving. It's a mindset that makes the difference in everything. Give to your boss. Give to your boss. Imagine to your daughter just walked out to pastor. And say, Pastor, I bought you a bottle of liquid <laughs> Pastor, we look at it. Thank you. But you know what? More than the liquid Teodora will get it from Pastor. Awesome, am I correct? Giving a critical key to unleash favor. Sense of God, I want us to close with a prayer quickly. As you rise on your feet. Favor, remedy for speed. And it's in Psalm 70. There is something to do about favor. It's not luck. There is something to do about favor. In Psalm 71 verse 20. Say, God is restoring to you the years the locusts have eaten. He's restoring your life and bringing you up from the depths of the earth. 
Psalm 71, verse 20, verse 20. It's a prayer I want you to pray. The Lord, let this season be a season of open favor over my life. You have shown me great and severe trouble. You shall revive me again and bring me up from the depths of the earth through the hand of favor. Lord, revive and restore me. Collapse time for my advantage. Break protocol for my advantage. Break process for my advantage. Let me continue to enjoy immense favor from tonight, oh God. Break all the process. Let favor locate me from nowhere, from the south, from the west, from the east. Let me enjoy favor, Lord. Favor me, precious Father. It's my desire that you please relieve me, relieve the stress. Take away all the stress that I'm going through. As you surprise me, oh God, with the blessings of your favor. Let men favor me. Let men favor me. Let women favor me. Let me enjoy favor, Lord. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed.